In the first reading, St. John says that Jesus Christ is the one who came through water and blood because Jesus Christ is the very, he's the blood of God, which means the, the life of God. He's the life blood from heaven. Those who are alive, spiritually alive, which means really alive, are the ones who have the blood of Christ, the life of God. The saints are the ones who are alive. And everyone else is dead. Only the saints are alive because God is life. And if you're not with God, you're dead. That's why he says, St. John says, there are three witnesses, the, the water, the blood, and the spirit. The spirit gives witness that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, you are alive and you live the life of God. And if you don't live like the life of God, you make him a liar. And the truth is not in you. This is St. John. He speaks clearly <laughs> about holiness, about being like God, which is, that's how we were made. We were made in the image and likeness of God. When God made Adam and Eve, it says, and in he made them in his own likeness. In his own image and likeness, he made them. Male and female. Holiness, life, true life, the joy of living and of spreading oneself for God and for others comes directly from Jesus Christ. In the ministry of the Catholic Church, because Jesus Christ ordained the 12 apostles, he consecrated them. Jesus Christ was consecrated by the Holy Spirit and he consecrated the 12 apostles. We have Jesus Christ on earth, not automatically. God is not on the earth automatically. God made the earth. But he made himself a man in the womb of the Virgin Mary, and he lived 33 years on the earth, and he died and he went to heaven. But he made provisions for us in the church that he founded. You can't have Jesus without the church. That's a big mistake today. You know how many religions there are that say they can have Jesus without the church? How many Christian religions there are? You know how many? A hundred thousand. <laughs> At least. Every, every, every person that gets the Bible reads the New Testament. Oh, I believe in Jesus, but he doesn't go to church. There's at least a hundred thousand, probably a hundred million in the world. People that they say they believe in Jesus don't go to church. I believe in Jesus, but I don't believe in the priest. Well, who do you believe in? Where do you get Jesus from? Where did you get that Bible from? Don't you know? Don't you know it? Don't don't you know anything? Who wrote the Bible? You know, I asked one lady. <laughs> I went to the bookstore. It was a Protestant bookstore by Seton Hall. It's not there anymore. I forget what it was called. It's right by Ward Place on Irvington Avenue, right on the corner there. And I went, it was 30 years ago. I was, a, I, was a, I was a young, I was that age of that. I was a young man. I had hair. <laughs> I was handsome, handsome, nice curly hair, beautiful hair. Beautiful hair, I missed that hair, beautiful. So I went in there and I said, do you have anything written by the Pope? 
Because I was looking for an encyclical. She said, the Pope? No, we only have Jesus writings, she said. I said, huh? Jesus writings? Jesus didn't leave any writings. He left the church to write for him. Everything we read here from the, from the scripture is written by the church. From the Jewish church and then the Christian church. The priests. You don't believe in priests, but you're reading the book of the priests. Don't you know anything? Tell all your Protestant friends. Why are you reading the book of the priests if you don't believe in priests? <laughs> Who wrote that book? The priests wrote that book. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Paul. They're all priests. They're all priests. They're apostles and evangelists. They're all priests of Jesus Christ, consecrated by God to tell the truth on the earth. He said, I will give you the Holy Spirit who will teach you the whole truth. Receive the Holy Spirit. He said to St. Peter, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you declare bound on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you declare loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. This is important because the testimony comes from water and blood and the Spirit. Well, what's the water and the blood? Except for the sacraments of the church. Jesus Christ comes to us, we can touch him, we can see him. It's not just the Spirit. See, all these people that use the Bible without the church, they say, we don't need the water and the blood. We can do it on our own. We forgive our sins on our own. We go to, you know, oh, how many people? They, these are, and these are non-believers. They go to the psychologists who can't forgive any sins. And they won't go to confession. And even some of them say they're Catholic. Oh, no, I don't confess to the priest. But and then they go to the psychologist. And then they get crazier and crazier. They can't get any of the sins out. And then they don't know what to do. And then they go kill themselves. Excuse me. But this is, this is what's happening. The psychologist himself, go, go kill himself. If he doesn't believe in God. Because, because the testimony comes from the water and the blood and the spirit. If you don't have the water and the blood, you don't have the church, and you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't have Jesus Christ. You're dead, man. So what do you do? Well, you go, you go marry death. You make a deal with the devil. And the devil wins the deal with the devil. You don't make deals with the devil because the devil hates you. He will destroy you. The way we know we are with Christ is to receive him in the water of the church. Baptism. Confession. And in the blood. The Holy Eucharist. This is my body. This is my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. It couldn't be any clearer. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood, I will live in him and he will live in me and I will raise him up on the last day. He who does not eat my flesh and does not live my, eat my, drink my blood has no life in him. What does that mean? Dead. He says, my, my, I am the true bread. The living bread. <laughs> Just to make it clear, living bread. Well, if he's the living bread, what's all the other bread? Dead bread. Dead bread. You know what dead bread does? It kills you. You ever eaten dead bread? You know, the bread gets a little bit of mold and you throw it away. Try eating a, a, a whole moldy piece of bread and see what happens to you. <laughs> First of all, it's not going to go down too well and next it's going to come back up. Excuse me. I shouldn't say these things. But... It's very interesting. It's very instructive what the Lord says. Living bread. Living bread. I am the living bread. Even their spiritual bread that is not the living bread. He said, he said the bread that, that manna in the desert, 
It wasn't Moses who gave manna in the desert. It was, my, it was the Heavenly Father who gave you the manna in the desert. And I give you the true manna. That manna, what Moses did in the desert, what God did in the desert, feeding his people for 40 years in the desert, he, he it was a foreshadowing of the Eucharist that he would feed all the nations until the end of time with the water and the blood by the, Holy, the testimony of the Holy Spirit. By the ordained priests. Bring people to church. Bring people to the priest. What did Jesus say in the gospel? The leper? He cured the leper. Go show yourself to the priest. And offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. People don't go to church. Because the devil has confused people. It's the only reason people don't go to church. Because the devil makes people foolish. And lazy. Well, no, because the flesh is also weak. It's not just the devil. It's the, it's the devil, the flesh, and the world, and the allurements of the world, and lust. But the devil's always there. This is what the church has come to call sanctifying grace. Your life in God. And you're, if you're in God, if you're in Jesus Christ, if you're receiving the sacraments, if you're baptized, and you're, living in, and you're not living in mortal sin, and you confess your mortal sins, and you begin again, and you don't get discouraged, and you trust Jesus, you are alive. That's what's called sanctifying grace. God is making you a saint. Now the testimony of God is this, that he has testified on behalf of his Son. Whoever, whoever believes in the Son of God has this testimony within himself. I remember one child, the child must have been in first grade in the parochial school, said to me, raised her, the child, I don't know if it was a boy or a girl, raised, the child raised his hand and said, are you being a saint? Oh, I thought it was his greatest question. Are you being a saint? Because that's how, what it, to be a saint means you're being a saint. It means, you're, means God is working on you. God is giving testimony within yourself. Because you believe in the Son of God. You really believe Him. You're not, a, you're not phony. It doesn't mean you're perfect yet. Your perfection here means you're suffering the cross. That's why Jesus came to suffer the cross. Because the flesh is weak. And sin is real. And sin kills you. And so you have to suffer for, for the truth. Because the truth is not automatic either. There's a lot of, there are many lies. I was in New York the other day. And there's a campaign on, on Times Square. It says... Uh, embrace the absurd. I said, huh? Embrace the absurd? I embrace the truth. And I reject the absurd. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. They see only people who don't believe in Jesus Christ can say that. That's darkness. It says, love the darkness. No, I hate the darkness. Light the cold. Love, the, love death. You know, Nobody loves to, to, you know, everybody gets out of the cold, you know. Warm up, you know. Nobody likes to be hungry, you know. You eat, you know. That's it's absurd to do otherwise. Those who believe in Jesus Christ and turn to Him and follow Him are are the saints. Those who are who are who who have the testimony of God in them. Take this, all of you, and eat it, drink it, for the forgiveness of sins. 
They, they are the ones who are living with him inside them. They are, I will live in him and he will live in me, says the Lord. If he eats my flesh and drinks my blood, they are living with him inside of them. They are alive with the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, alive in his church. And not just alive with the Holy Spirit. When you eat his, the flesh of the living God, you eat God. And God is living, Jesus Christ in the flesh is living you until your body assimilates him. But when your body assimilates him, he assimilates you. He makes, see, this is different from the other food. When you eat the when you eat Holy Communion and you're in the state of grace, see, the other food that you eat, it becomes you. That's why it's dead food, because it becomes you and you and, and you expel it. But when you eat this food, this you become him. He transforms you. You have the spirit of you have the flesh of God living in you, which makes the spirit of God living in you. Who gives testimony with the water and the blood, with your sacramental life, alive in his church, with a life of holiness, principally in the in the in the reception of the sacraments. Whoever possesses the Son has life. Whoever does not possess the Son of God does not have life. You're dead, man. The beginning condition is lifeless. The default position is death. Everybody is dead until they come to Jesus. That's what St. John says. If man stays the way he is, with no access to Christ, he is dead in his sins, and he embraces the absurd. Because the world makes no sense without Jesus Christ. Because God made the world. And if God didn't make the world, nothing makes sense. And Jesus Christ is he. We know him. We know the owner of the world. Not only do we know him, it's we own him. He, he gives him, this is unthinkable. He, look at Mary. We own him. He made a perfect woman to, 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 care, to, to, to imprison himself inside of her for nine months. <laughs> the one who made everything. And he comes and he, and he puts himself in the hands of, of unworthy ministers, priests, sinners, who take him and put him where they put him. Of course, here we do it nice. You know, we put him, we put him with, the best, with the best vestments and the best instruments and, the, and we put him on the altar solemnly and we adore him day and night as it should be. The Spirit here gives witness in our adoration chapel. The water, the blood, and the Spirit give witness here. In the Holy Eucharist, in your adoration, the Holy Ones come to adore Him. And we, and we, and we, and we give testimony to the life. If man, it, it, because if man stays the way he is, he's dead in his sins. We need Christ. Or else we are dead. And not just the people outside, us too. Us too. This is for us too. We have to get out of ourselves, constantly get out of ourselves. We need to take the burden of the Lord, which is light and easy, or else we can't do it. The entire mission of the Catholic Church is to bring Christ himself in water, in blood, and in the Holy Spirit, the holy sacraments and the word of God in holy worship for holiness of life for men to attain the stature of Christ, victors over the world. This is what St. John says. He says... Who indeed is the victor over the world but the one who believes that Jesus Christ is that Jesus is the Son of God? 
In Greek, that's Nika. Nika is our, is our motto. You should put Nika on the back of your car. N-I-K-A. Nika. It's, a, it's an ancient Christian symbol. You'll see the I-C, there's a cross, and then the I-C, an X-C, which is Jesus Christ in Greek letters, Greek capital letters, and under it says Nika. It's Jesus Christ, the champion, the victor, the conqueror is the word. The conqueror, that's the word. The one who conquers death and sin, conquers us, and, and makes us conquerors. Victors over the world. Only the man with Christ conquers sin. The world, the devil, and death itself, and lives.